Hey friends, I'm Brad Livingston, lead pastor here at Transformation Church. I want to personally welcome you to our podcast. At TC, we exist to see people transformed from who they are to who God wants them to be. So no matter where you are on your faith journey, I hope today's message inspires you to take one step closer to Christ. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How's everybody doing today? Good? I'm going to ask one of my production guys to come take this uh, TV out of the hallway. So... uh, they can come do that for me. Hey, listen, we are super excited to be in our Imagine Project series. And uh, man, we had a great week last week, and we are so honored that you guys are with us today. So give yourself a hand for being here today. We're so grateful for you guys. Absolutely. Wow. You clapped for yourself less than you clapped for literally anyone else today, just for the record. Like, so turn to the person next to you and tell them you look good today. Now I want you to put your hands together for the person next to you because you don't like yourself enough. There you go. Hey, there you go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So this is my man Kyle. He's going to wheel my TV out for me. Uh, someone probably didn't do their job. So he, Kyle's the cleanup guy. So he takes care of what everyone else forgot. So uh, we <laughs> put it together. Put your hands together for Kyle, guys. I promise we're way more organized than this usually. All right, so anyways, we are excited to be in our Imagine series and for what God is going to be doing through all of this. How many guys grew up uh, in, uh, how many guys grew up in the South? Where are my Southerners at, right? Sweet tea and deep fry it. That's all you need. That's the answer to everything, right? Sweet tea and deep fry it. So, right, where are the Northerners at? Any Northerners in the house? You can always tell who the Northerner is because they're loud for no reason, all right? So where car keys and khakis are the same thing, all right? So, but uh, here in the South, we like to go to water parks a little bit. Um, And maybe you didn't grow up with like enough money to go to a water park. So you just grabbed the tube and went down some random river, all right? So um, you're in one of those categories in the South. So you either had a rich best friend or uh, a best friend with, uh, you know, that their dad didn't have all their teeth. Anyway, so... Roll Tide. Moving on. So, uh, uh, but if you were, uh, if you've ever been to the water park before, you know they've got all the slides, right? So they got all these crazy ones. But one of my favorite parts about a water park, do you know what it is? The Lazy River. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Just lounge in that bad boy and let the current carry you home. Y'all know, just in a circle, right? And so I remember growing up when we were really, really young, uh, I was, me and some of my friends all went with a youth group to a water park. Now, first of all, I don't know whose idea it was to let teenagers go to a water park with Christian, like, chaperones. I don't know whose idea it was. It's like, listen, all you boys, don't look at all these girls in their bathing suits at this water park, because that never worked. Anyway, so it's like, and you keep that t-shirt on. It's like... Sure. Anyway, so we would go to the water park. I was too young, right? So I wasn't in the student ministry yet, this youth group. You know, it was teenagers. But at this time, I was really young, but my dad was a pastor, so I did whatever I wanted. So um, whatever. So me and some of my buddies, we all went to the water park, and it was awesome. And so finally, after riding rides for a little while, me and three of my buddies, or I'm sorry, me and two of my buddies were like, yo, let's go get in the lazy river and just float around, Right. And so that's what we did. We all go walking the Lazy River. It was four of us. Me and my two buddies got in the river. And then there was my buddy Micah. And for whatever reason, he did not want to get in the Lazy River. I don't know if he was scared of it. I don't know if he thought someone peed in it. I don't know what the deal was. But he was like, he was like I'm not getting in there. And I was like, we're getting in. 
And so finally, like, we grab our tubes, we get the laser, we start floating around the whole thing. And the cool part, it kind of goes around the outskirts of the water park. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like, so you just kind of float around. And, and so we're floating around. And so Micah didn't want to get in the water, but he also didn't want to get separated from the group. He wanted to hang out with us. He doesn't want to get in the Lazy River. So my man walks around next to us as we float around the Lazy River. He's walking around the whole water park on the edge of the Lazy River so that he can be part of the conversation but not get in the water. That's way too much commitment, first of all. I don't love nobody that much. Like My man's walking over lawn chairs and like tripping over stuff, bumping into people. And so he's trying to keep up with us the whole time that we're going through the lazy river, right? And so what I want to talk to you about today is the Imagine Project that we're going into for this month. This is the Imagine series. And it's kind of out of response to what I feel like is moments in our life where there's like a, there's an unction, there's an excitement, there's a, a a anticipation. There's a joy. There's something coming. For those of you that are married, it's like that, that feeling that you, when the wedding was getting closer, that feeling on the inside, like, oh man, like it's coming, right? For, for some of you, maybe you're not married, but you, you're, you're dating someone. That, the feeling before maybe that first date, right? Or uh, for some of you that, you know, are in this scenario we talked about earlier, before Alabama football plays, okay? So you just, that anxiousness, right? You know they're going to win anyways because Nick Saban's like a legend or whatever. But, but as that anticipation builds up, there's like this rumbling that sets into your spirit. Anxiousness. You guys know what I'm talking about? Where you're ready for what's coming even though you may not know what it is yet. And so we find ourselves in that. And as a church... We want to take everyone on a journey. Our, our goal as a church is to take every single person that walks through our doors on a journey. And we want to give this journey to you real quick. The first step, and if you've been in our church long, you know this. Our first step is that we want people to know God. We want people to know God. Listen to me. Not know about God. Know God. Like, I know about some people, but I don't necessarily know them, right? So I... I may know a lot about Emmett Smith, but I don't know him. Now, some of y'all that are under 20 are like, Emmett, who is this Smith? Smith, don't worry about it. Like, I was a big Cowboys fan growing up, and I, I, so I collected all kinds of, and I knew all about it. I did book reports on him, all this. I knew a lot about him, but I don't know him. And I think the, the church's greatest mistake is that they would have Churches full of people that know a lot about God, but they don't actually know God. And, and so we introduce them to religion, do these practices, but we never introduce them to Jesus that can resurrect their new life. And so we want you as a church, our, our first step in the journey for you is that you would genuinely, passionately know the Lord of the universe that created the stars in the space and created you, not just so that you could breathe air, but that you could have a purpose beyond that which you can imagine. We want you to know God. The problem is when you come to know God, you find yourself at this crossroads where Stepping into the light of God and knowing God means he starts to take things out of us, doesn't he? When we come to put our faith in Jesus and he saves us, we're now free from the consequences of our sin. The problem is sometimes we can be free from the consequences of our sin, but not be free from the sin itself. In other words, you can take the sin out of us, but some, or some, you can take us out of our sin, but sometimes we still got to get the sin out of us. 
How many of y'all still a work in progress? Don't trip. He ain't finished with me yet. Okay, so like, so what happens is we find ourselves in a position where we still need freedom even though we're saved, right? And I can give you a tangible example of this. How many of you guys have seen these NFL players sign $30 million contracts but then lose it all because they get popped for a drug charge? Because you can take the boy out of the ghetto, but you still got to take the ghetto out of the boy. And something on the inside of us still has to change, even though our faith has been put in Jesus. So there's a freedom that needs to happen. That's where we want to take you on your second step. The third step is that we want to introduce you to your purpose, and we want to help you discover that purpose. What is it that when God created you, he created you for a reason? I'll put it to you this way. God didn't create my man John over here who's on staff. Uh, John, raise your hand. I can do that because he's on staff. Uh, So God didn't create John and then go, now what is this one going to do? So John is our creative director. So he creates all these cute graphics and videos that we play. I said cute. That's very demeaning. And that was on purpose. So anyway, so, but uh, he, he creates all of our graphics, all of our Instagram stuff. He creates all of our videos. John is the man. Him and his team are phenomenal. But the thing is, is God didn't go, I'm going to create him. Now what do I do? God said, I'm going to need somebody at Transformation Church in 2019 that has the gift to create and to, and to develop and, and envision something. And he formed John in the womb of his mother 20-something years ago. And as he formed John in the womb of his mother, he released him into purpose. He didn't generate it because he didn't know what to do with you. When he created you, he created you on purpose with a purpose to release you into that purpose. And now all it is is saying yes to see it fulfilled. See, some of us think that God just has to have some sort of backup plan because we done jacked everything up. And you did. I'm saying you, we did, but it's not beyond God's redemption. See, what you have done and where you have gone and the mistakes that you have made are not the stop sign to God's plan. It's the exclamation point on God's process. You see, when you talk about how good God is, when you've come through what you've come through and you tell people, yeah, 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 I used to be that, but now it's the exclamation point on who I am now because of how God God is. See, the process brings fulfillment to the plan. Because we get released into our purpose. That was three Ps. Write that down. That was on accident. Number four, make a difference. Because what happens is we all have potential purpose, but that doesn't mean we're getting released into it. See, it's when we take the purpose we were created for, and then we start to make a difference with it that we start to find true fulfillment. How many of you have ever given $5 to someone standing on the street corner? You know that thing you feel on the inside being that it feels good to be you in that moment? That's okay. Because God gave you the ability to be a blessing to someone. And it's okay to feel that on the inside and be proud of who God let you be that day. It's okay to be that blessing. It's okay to be that person. What I'm here to tell you is that what you did with $5, you could do that with your whole life if you said yes. You could do that with your whole life if you stepped into purpose. Every day you wake up, it could be with intentionality to see someone transform from who they are to who God wants them to be because you are on a mission saying yes to the very call of God on your life. So what do we want to see happen at Transformation Church? See people meet Jesus? Absolutely. But we got a whole process 
that when you have stepped into this, you are now fulfilling the very call of God on your life. See, the call of God is not set aside for ministers and pastors. It's for all people who are ready to say yes to what God wants to do in and through you. I hope, better yet, I know that when we stand in front of God in heaven, once we get there, we are going to see all of the people that our life impacted. The question is, how big will the crowd be? And the answer to that is dictated by how quickly you're willing to say yes. You see, God's purpose doesn't change. We just delay the process. So can we all say, let's stop delaying the process. Turn to your neighbor and say, quit. quit. Say, don't delay the process. See, we got to step into it. Let's go Genesis 2, 15 and 16. That's where we're going to be today. Well, part of Genesis 2 and then 3. So we see this is Adam in the garden. The Lord God placed the man in the garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord God warned him, you may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. So God stacks the cards for my man Adam, right? Stacks, like the deck is, he's set. Listen, do whatever you want. You got this whole thing, right? Like how many of y'all love days off? Where are my day off people at, right? Sitting on the couch, come on somebody. Where you go from the couch to the fridge, to the couch to the fridge, to the couch to the fridge, right? You only put on pants when someone rings your doorbell, come on, right? Like why are they even here, right? Adam had a life of that. Listen, you, he was chilling, like, good. All God said was, don't eat of this tree. But just like every three-year-old, when you tell them not to do something, parents, don't touch that. <laughs> right? What happens? Don't turn into, and what happened? Adam listened to that woman. <sighs> Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. But no, listen, in all honesty, Adam, Adam takes of the tree. And here's what I want you to hear today is that in a world of endless possibilities for Adam, he chose the one thing that wouldn't matter. It mattered in that it destroyed him. It didn't matter and that it stopped his fellowship with God. You see, in our lives, it is very much the same way. You see, God gives us endless possibilities, wow, endless possibilities of purpose in our life. You see, God says, listen, you can impact that person, that person, that person, that person, that person, that person, and that person. You can have that job, that job, and that job, and each one of those, you're going to have the chance to impact these people, these people, or these people. You can go and get this degree, and you're going to be able to impact this person, this person, and this person. You can go do this, and you'll be able to do this. You can go do this, you'll be able to do this. All you got to do is say yes to the call on your life. All you got to do is say yes to the purpose. All you got to do is say yes to the plan. Yes, I'm in. Yes, God, I want to go. I want now. I want what you're going to do in my life. All you got to do is say yes. The problem is out of all these possibilities of being who God called us to be, many of us just settle for this. I could be that, that, that. I could be this. God can do this in my life. And we settle for the wrong tree. We settle for the only thing that is for us and not for everyone else. You see, when God calls you to something, it's always about people. 
God's plan on this earth is for you to make an impact in people. And many of us choose not to look at the endless possibilities of purpose that God has for our life. We go to the one thing that serves us. God, I know we're supposed to be ministering to all these people, but I really just want to go home because I'm tired. God, I know that I could make a difference in people's lives by doing this, this, and this, but I, you know, I just, I don't like anyone at work. Listen, who loves everyone at their job? No one. Like, that's not a real thing, okay? God called us to reach people. And just like Adam, who had endless possibilities, but he chose the one tree that would destroy his purpose, many of us have endless possibilities of purpose, but we're choosing the one thing that'll take us nowhere. Listen, the only thing that matters when you die are the things you can take with you when you leave. Hear me today. I'm not telling you not to have that job, have it. I'm not telling you not to have that degree, have it. What I'm telling you is the only thing that really matters is what kind of impact you have made on people while you're here. Because when you stand before God, your degree is gone. Your career is gone. Your job, your house, your vehicles are gone. Your income is gone. And the only thing God is going to ask you is what did you do with the people that I put in front of you? Because we have to answer that question and that question alone. The problem is, as many of us are looking for provision, but we're not taking care of people. See, we want prosperity, but we don't want to take care of the people. Listen, the only thing that matters to God is people. And he'll never trust you with provision if he can't trust you with people. So we step into God's plan for our life. So we want to give you, what would it be? I want you to imagine what could your life be if it, you didn't start living for what's next? You weren't living for tomorrow, but you are living for right now. I want you to imagine right now. First, I want you to imagine living life with no regret. What could you do if you lived life with no regret? How many of y'all got some regrets? If they're sitting next to you, don't raise your hand and look at them. Okay, so I just want you to know, if that's a regret for you, hold off. Right? Genesis 3, 8, and 9 says this. It says, And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord uh, among the trees of the garden. But God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? How many of you are glad that despite your screw-ups, God still comes looking for you? The rest of y'all, I don't know what y'all are doing. But. And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. God said, who told you you were naked? You see, Adam should not have known that. When he ate of the fruit, he gained the knowledge to understand what sin was. And so when he told God, I was naked, God's response wasn't shame on you. God's response was, how do you know that? Now, God already knew that he ate the fruit, but God was trying to tell him, you shouldn't have that kind of knowledge. All you should know is what fellowship with me looks like. The problem is many of us trade fellowship with God for temporary pleasure. And just like Adam, we find ourselves in moments where we're looking at God saying, and, and we're consumed with shame because of our regrets, 
right? I, I want to show you kind of an analogy of what this looks like. Adam, come on up here since you're sitting on the front row. My man. Put your hands together for Adam. This is my dude right here. So Adam is one of our worship leaders, and they got a baby coming soon, Anna. Hey. So, uh, <laughs> hey. Anyway, so... <clears throat> So Adam here, what I, what I, I want to show you guys a picture of what I believe some of us live our life like. So come back here, Adam. So, and, and I want you to stand right here. For many of us, shame has paralyzed us to our purpose. You see, where we've come from is dictating the tempo of where we go. Because I can't stop looking at who I used to be. I never become who God has called me to be. You see, God has freed us from the weight of our sin, but we haven't freed ourselves from the regrets of it. And this is how many of us spend our life, looking backwards at what was, but moving forwards towards what is. The problem with moving forwards while looking backwards is you never see when disaster is coming. Let's stop right there. I know some of y'all were like, uh, where is this going? <laughs> you see, we never see what's in front of us because all we ever see is what was behind us. God's not looking back there, but we are. God's not holding that against us. We are. God's not using that and leveraging against our current position. We are. We keep telling everyone around us, God won't do this for me because of that, but God doesn't see it. Only we do. Can I tell you something today? The difference between living in the past and pursuing the future purpose is one easy decision. Just turn around. It's just turning around. It's letting go of what was so that I can look forward towards what is. It's what Paul talked about. I'm letting go of what's behind so that I can press forward towards the mark of the high calling of Jesus Christ on our life. The shame that is behind you will never go away, but you don't have to keep looking at it. Because if you'll choose to say yes to God and let go of the shame, you can start living a life of purpose that doesn't have to control you anymore. Put your hands together for one, one more time, guys. Next, Erwin McManus gives us a perfect quote for this, is that we were not created to walk backward into our future. Then there's this idea of imagine having no worry. Imagine having no worry. You see, many of us, Tim Keller put it best. He said, worry is believing that God is not for me. And anxiety is believing he doesn't have my best interest at heart. Worry is believing God is not for me. And anxiety is believing he doesn't have my best interest at heart. Can I tell you something today? God is for you. I want you to take a moment, and I want you to think about all the things that you worry about. Go ahead and think about it for just a second. What are the things that worry you? Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's money. What are the things that worry you? Now, for a second, I want you to take a step back. Can you really control any of them? Do you really have the ability Hear me today. If your kid, you can raise your kids to be the best kids in the world, they're one out of two is still going to be a knucklehead sometime, somewhere. If you don't believe me, find someone with teenagers. It's like, I raised them perfect. They're all idiots. Right? 
You can be the best at your job and you are one buyout away from being laid off. I don't care how good you are. The only person that controls every aspect of your life is the God that is asking you to surrender your worry and your anxiety. See, God says, cast your cares on me because I care for you. In other words, he's saying there's nothing you can do about tomorrow. All you can do is live in today. So stop worrying about what tomorrow may hold and start focusing on what you can do about today. And I'm not asking you to worry about your bills today or your job today. I'm asking you to worry about the people around you today. Who can you make an impact in? Who can you care for? Who can you love? Who can you declare the hope of Jesus to? And whoever those people are, you give them that message. You give them that hope. And I promise you, you'll never find yourself hungry. You'll never find yourself without because God will take care of the future of the people who are taking care of his. The problem is, is many of us wait till we need to start giving. And I'm not just talking about money. That's not what I'm talking about. You see, me and my wife have gone through seasons. Oh my gosh, I gotta hurry. Me and my wife have gone through seasons where we have been in moments where we were like looking at each other like, yo, I don't know how we're gonna pay these bills. I can cook ramen 30 different ways. Each of them costs about 13 to 15 cents. You know what I'm talking about? Like, hey, you wanna know why? There have been moments where we have to go without. Here's what I never worried about. There was no moment where I thought we were going to lose everything. Because for 15 years, I never made a dime. I played on the worship team of this church, or for, of the churches, for 15 years, and I never made a dime. I gave my life to the kingdom of God. I said, use me for whatever you're going to use me for. Why? Because I had that talent. God blessed me with the ability to do it. So I said, God, I'm giving it back to you. So I served in student ministry. I played on the worship team. I did all of those things. And I did every single one of those. And when it came time for us to look at God and say, God, we don't know how we're going to get through this. We don't know how you're going to do this. We don't know how you're going to take care of this. I looked back to the seeds that I had been sowing week after week after week after week after week after month after year year I've been putting seed in the ground seed in the ground seed in the ground and when it was my time that I needed God to come through in my life I wasn't worried about what he was going to do I was just looking for him to do it the problem is as many of us wait till we need something from God to start giving something to God but there's always a season between when you sow and when you reap so if you need something in the future don't start sowing in the future start sowing today Look for how you can make the difference today. Look for how you can give to God today. Sure, in your finances, but what about with your life? What are the opportunities you have to give to God today? Having no worry. Robert Holden says this, talking about our future. He says, beware of destination addiction, which is a preoccupation with the idea that happiness is in the next place, the next job, and with the next partner. Until you give up the idea that happiness is somewhere else, it will never be where you are. How many of us are trying to live for what's next and we're missing out on what's now? How many of us are just saying, oh, I can't wait to get through this because we think on the other side there's not going to be another battle? What if the joy is in the journey? The glory is in the grind? What if the plan is in the process? What if what God wants to release into your life is right now? And I'm going to go ahead and tell you, it is. God will never give you something in the next season that you haven't sown in the current one. 
Because God wants to release purpose and blessing into your life. Jeremiah 29, 11 says this. Many of you are familiar with it. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but plans to give you hope and a, say that word with me, future. God wants to release that in your life. And then lastly, I want you to imagine not what's next. I want you to imagine what's now. Imagine what's now. No, what, not, not the next season, what's now? Not the next moment, what's now? Next, not the next thing, what's now? I want you to imagine what's now. Because God intends to release supernatural purpose in your life. He wants you to step in to saying yes. God wants to release the yes in your life. What is the difference between where you could be and where you are? And I'm going to tell you, it's the yes. It's saying, God, I'm giving you my life. Do whatever you're going to do with it. Take it wherever you're going to go. Put me in front of whoever you're going to put me in front of. I'm going to be the impact. I'm going to give you everything. I'm going to be the difference. I'm giving you my life, and I want you to make the difference for me. And you'll give me the income I need to have. You'll give me the job I need to have. You'll take care of me. Use me to touch a world that needs you. I'm giving you my life. God says, that's somebody I can use. That's somebody that'll make a difference. We are beyond excited. Many of you have read on Facebook and an email. We had a great big announcement for you today, and we do. So how many guys are ready to see it? You ready to hear what's going on, right? Anybody ready? Okay, so. So I am super, super, super excited to you to bring you this announcement. So one time, I want you to put your hands together as they roll this video. They're going to tell us all that's happening. Go for it, guys. Hey guys, I am so excited to finally announce to you the new home for our church for this next season is right here, AMC on Bayou. All right, sit down, you animals. Good grief. We're excited, guys. <laughs> Let me answer a question. Someone in the first service asked, and I don't know if some of y'all's head went there with this, but we didn't buy AMC on Bayou. Okay, that's cool. Look at that. Anyway, so uh, we didn't buy AMC on Bayou. Um, we are going into that facility, and we're going into a portable model as a church, and I am beyond excited about what God is about to do through us at AMC. The people that we're going to get to reach, the opportunity of the people we're going to get to be in front of, man, what a great opportunity. Here's what I want you to understand. Is there's ways that you get to be a part of this. See, what we're talking about today is capitalizing on what's now, not looking for what's next. Letting go of the past, looking towards the future, but capitalizing on what's now to make what's there possible. So what is it God wants to use your life for? There's three ways that God wants us to make a difference. The first one's with our time. And if you've, been in the t- if you've been in TC long, you've heard these before. But I want to give them to you anyways. The first one's our time. You see, you can make a difference in people's lives on the dream team. 
Who's the dream team? It's everyone that wears a badge, has a shirt. All the people at our church that serve in any capacity are phenomenal, amazing kids workers down the hall with our TC kids. It's our ushers team, it's production, it's every, whoever makes the service that you're setting impossible, that's our dream team. There's no greater place to make a difference than on that team. The biggest reason why is you get to be part of a community. And today you have the opportunity to sign up. Listen, we just launched a brand new team called the TC Crew. And as we go into AMC, there's gonna be a setup teardown crew. So two different teams that are part of the TC Crew. My man, Adam, right over here is leading the charge. And it's gonna be the most exciting team. I'm already telling you now, I'm joining TC Crew. Cause that team's about to be lit, y'all. Adam said something about catering Cracker Barrel every morning. I miss it. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. He didn't say <laughs> People are flooding to Adam right now. No, I'm just kidding. But, I, no, but I, I can't wait to be a part of this. So you can give time because many of us find ourselves in the position where like, God, if I, if I win the lottery, I'll give you part of that. I just want to give you whatever I have. And God's saying, you keep saying that, but you haven't given me any of your time. And I'm here to tell you that opportunity is right now today. You can sign up today. Matter of fact, we've got a table on each side of the sanctuary here. We've got one out in the lobby. Um, Today, all the teams that are available, you can sign up today. There's a couple steps. We're going to take you on that journey, but you can sign up to make a difference today. You can say yes. You can say, I'm in to today, right now. The only only thing standing between you and the purpose of your future is whether or not you say yes today. The next thing is our talents. With our talents, man, uh, you can discover your purpose in Growth Track. And Growth Track, we do it every Sunday after the second service where people can jump in. But with AMC right around the corner, we just said, you know what, y'all? Bump this. So we're doing three Growth Track Fast Passes, right? So May 3rd, May 18th, and May 22nd, we're doing Growth Track all in one day. So we're gonna do the whole class in one day so that we can move people straight into it. I know some of you are already thinking, when are these days? May 3rd is a Friday morning we're gonna do it. May 18th is a Saturday morning that we're gonna do it. May 22nd is a Wednesday night. And we're gonna do the whole growth track at one time so you can go through it. You don't have to worry about your bi-weekly Sunday schedules and all that stuff. You can jump in, go through growth track, you can join a team and you can start making a difference today. You can start making a difference in the right now. Not the tomorrow, not the next week, not the next month. You can start making a difference in the right now. I thought back to, there's a couple people in our church that I look back over time and I see how saying yes changed the moment. My man, Juwan, in the back, he probably knew this was coming because I called Kyle out in the first service. My man, Juwan, his mom, Terry, was phenomenal. Juwan came to our church about, I guess, nine or 10 years old, come up in kids' ministry, in kids ministry, he, you know, he, he loved being in there, but you know, around 10 or 11 years old, they started getting that itch for the youth group. And so they used to try to sneak in, thought I wasn't looking. I try to tell them all the time, like, fam, I see everything. They didn't believe me until I yanked some of them out of parties. Not Jawan, but some of them. And so I, 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 and I remember having this conversation with his mom. Grew up without a dad. Grew up with such a good mom that she was able to play both roles in his life for a long time. That's a lot of honor for that woman right there, y'all. Yeah, for real free. She raised him well. 
And so comes in our student ministry. And I remember looking at him. He calls it, it was what he calls it, the honey bun years. It only makes sense if you follow him on Instagram. I can't call anyone chubby because, well, but I remember he came in and I, I used to look at him. And for whatever reason, God created a genuine connection between him and I. I have three spiritual sons, Kyle Thompson, Jawan Butler, and Anthony Brown, who's in Baton Rouge right now. And for whatever reason, God gave me the ability to speak directly into this young man's life who was about to go into the teenage years and you don't have a father. Number one, if you're in the African-American community, then you take the father out of the equation. The cards were really stacked against him. And God graced me to speak into his life and not declare what everyone else in society said he might be, but declare who he was, which is you are a child of God. And I don't care what anyone tells you, you listen to me, God chose you and he destined you and he's gonna do great things through your life. And you follow me, stay by my side. I can't promise you I'll make every right decision, but I can promise you that I won't let you down. I'll always be there. I'm right here for you and I'll carry you. And I've been at his birthday parties and I was at his high school graduation and I was a father to him like many of our other men, Anthony Tregoning and a few of our other young guys who stepped into these teenagers' lives and said, you don't have what you need so God's brought me here to be what no one else around you can be. And I'm gonna father you and I'm gonna love you and I'm not gonna let you down. And I'm gonna be here when you need somebody. And I want you to trust that God has destiny and purpose for your future. And so I spoke into his life, about to, about to or just did or about to celebrate his 22nd birthday, working at the Andrews Institute over in Gulf Breeze. His life matters and he's on his track with his purpose. He's the coach over our whole security team here at Transformation Church, mainly because I can kick him in the rear when things don't go right. Last, I told myself I wasn't gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. Yesterday I was having a tough moment. I was sitting in my office by myself and if you've ever, if you've ever been in my office at my house, I have a two walls that are completely dedicated to Javen, my son that we lost last year. And uh, just one of those moments you can't really describe. Anyways, I was just, I was wrestling with God over whether or not he made the right decision. He did, I mean, you know, but God just don't take our requests or he don't take our, uh, what is the word, recommendations all the time, right? I've had a few recommendations. They usually weren't good. Anyways, but I was just sitting there and I was looking at Javen's pictures and it's like, God, just dealing with stuff, you know? I'm sure many of you have been there. And I put something out on Twitter and I forget how many people are on Twitter in our church now. And I kid you not, it was like 30 seconds later. You know who texted me back? Juwan. We have a special way we communicate with each other. It's halfway disrespectful and the other half joking. Uh, but no, he, he texted me and said, hey, bro, you're good. And that don't sound like a big deal to everybody else. But right here, God spoke to me in that moment. And he said, I know you're missing your son. 
but I want you to see the ones that I gave you. And guys like Juwan and Kyle got their life. God put them 10, 12 years old. Right now they lead this church in areas of ministry. You wanna know why? Because somebody was willing to say yes. Sure, go ahead, absolutely. there's Terry. She stepped out earlier. Terry, great job. Yeah. And this is a real different, it's a real different service for us, but I want to close with this. Where would they be if someone didn't say yes? And it didn't have to be me. Where would they be if someone didn't step into their life? I don't know the answer to that. What I know is when I said yes, God has put them on track to destiny and to purpose and to life and life more abundantly. That God is releasing promise into their life. And I get to step back and, and I genuinely believe that one day we're gonna stand before God in heaven and he's gonna take us over to some mountaintop or a hill and he's gonna say, look at all these people. And we're gonna look out and see all these people. And he's gonna say, you remember when you said yes on that day? You remember when I called you and I, I had been telling you and telling you and telling you that there was more in you and there's a purpose for you. And, and finally, one day you said, all right, God, I'm gonna say yes here. April 28, 2019, I'm saying yes. I don't know what it's gonna look like, but I'm saying yes. I don't know all that you have for me, but I'm saying yes. And he takes you out there and you look at all these people and he takes someone like my man Jay over here he says, Jay, come here. Say, Jay, remember when you joined TC crew, the production setup, teardown team? That may be prophetic. I don't know, Jay. He ain't on it yet, but you know, whatever. Adam's over here. I don't know what to do. Anyway, so he says, Jay, you know that, you remember when you said yes to the TC crew? He said, you don't know this, but over the year or two years or three years that Transformation Church was at the AMC. Over 5,000 people walked through those doors. Thought it was their first time. And out of those 5,000 people, 3,000 of them said yes to the hope of Jesus in their life. And, and you only saw wrenches or setting up a stage. What you never saw is the people. He said, you see all these people out here? He said, that's the 3,000 that you reached because you said yes. And my question to you today is what are you gonna see when you stand in heaven? What are the people you are going to have reached? Today is a defining moment for our church because you have the opportunity to reach people with your time, with your talents, and lastly, with your treasure. And to give you this quickly, you can partner with the house by giving generously. And many of you already do that. But for some of you, God is gonna call you into a new, a new level of giving. We're spending about $35,000 for this initial wave of purchasing to go into AMC. But you know what? God's got us. And we don't, we're not bottoming our bank account out to do this, but we're also not trying to stack up millions because God didn't call me to build a kingdom. He called me to build a church that would reach lost people. And so we're gonna spend whatever it takes to reach as many lost people as we can with the hope of Jesus. But some of you may increase your giving. And if you do, that's fine. I don't know what anyone in this church gives. Justin's our executive pastor. He'll tell you, I don't know what you give. 
I don't know the dollar figure that any one of you give in our church. That's why I high five all of you equally. Hey, no, I'm just kidding. So, but also our first fruits offering, twice a year we take up a special offering and we're rolling our first fruits offering into the Imagine Project. Because I believe in our first fruits offering that we take on May 26th. I want you to pray about what God wants you to give in that offering and you give whatever God tells you. I believe in one Sunday, we might could raise that $35,000 and just pay the whole thing and be done with it right there with the initial wave. I don't know about you guys, but I believe God can bring in that kind of resources into this house. So absolutely. Your time, your talents, and your treasure. So let me close with this. I went way over today and I'm very, very sorry, but I hope you guys are with me today. Micah followed us around the, the pool, the lazy river. And the la- this thing was huge, y'all. We were, I think we were at Wet and Wild, uh, different Wet and Wild. Some of y'all just got saved recently. That's a different thing. So not that one. This was a water park. Okay, so, but, so we were floating around the lazy river and as we were going around, he followed us. And so he followed us the first time around and then he followed us the second time around. Then he followed us the third time around. And after that third one, he was tired, y'all. So he sat down. And he sat down, but we kept going. Because the current was what was moving us. It wasn't us at all. And for many of you, you've been walking close enough to some of us at the church to see us laugh when we should be crying, but you weren't in the river enough to feel what we were feeling. You've been walking next to us for a long time, but you haven't got in the water yet. You've been close enough that you could be part of the conversation, but you haven't been close enough that you could reap the blessings. You see, how do we laugh when we wanna cry? It's the current of Jesus and the Holy Spirit that runs through our life and He carries us. We don't walk ourselves. How do we have joy when we should be consumed with sadness or rage? It's the Holy Spirit that carries us as we move through our life. How do we have all of these things? How how does our joy and our peace and our blessing and our finances, how does it not make sense? It's because we're not trying to walk close enough to God to know what's happening, but not quite get in the river. We're ready to say, yes, let's get in the water. And so I'm asking you for today, are you ready to imagine? But more importantly, are you ready to say, I'm in? Are you ready to say yes to everything that God's doing in your life? Are you ready to say yes to the purpose he's ready to release? And are you ready to say yes to what God wants to do? Because there's a child that's gonna come through our elementary class that needs somebody to do the same thing that we did for Juwan and Kyle, but this time it's gonna be you speaking to a 10 year old, not me. There's gonna be a toddler who never gets held because their house is chaotic or a baby and they don't ever get to experience true love, but when you hold them, they're gonna experience that. There's someone who is gonna think about committing suicide, but when they walk in the door and you greet them there, you're gonna be the one that changes them from hopelessness to hope. It is all gonna be in the hands of Jesus today. If you're ready to say yes, I wanna invite you to do that. Why? because being close to God matters. Let's pray, guys. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you that you've called us and that you've given us purpose, great purpose. You've given us life and you've given us hope. 
We love you today. And we are saying, yes, I'm in. I'm in. So God, speak life to every person in here today. If you're in this room, at the very beginning of the sermon, we talked about the four steps that we have as a church. The first one is that you would know God. And yeah, I would love for you to sign up for a team today. We'll talk about that in a second, but maybe you're here and God is not the Lord of your life. Your sins still own you and the consequences of your sins still cover you up. When Jesus went to the cross and he died there, he paid the price for your sins so that you would not have to pay them yourself. And today, to receive forgiveness today, to walk in grace today, to not have to carry around that sin and shame anymore. The Bible says we repent of our sin, which is to turn away, never to go back. But then he says, put your faith in me, that when I died on the cross, I paid for those sins. And today, if you're ready to be forgiven and to get a fresh start in Jesus, all it takes is putting your faith in him and saying yes. So with everyone's head bowed and your eyes closed today, no one looking around. If you're in this room, I'm not gonna come to you. I'm not gonna embarrass you. I'm not gonna point you out. I just wanna pray for you. And you say, that's me, Pastor. I need Jesus to transform my life. Would you raise your hand right now and say, that's me. I'm ready for a fresh start in Jesus' name. God bless you, God bless you. God bless you, God bless you. Once you put it up, you can put it down. Like I said, we're not here to embarrass you. We just wanna pray for you and take you on that journey. Is there more right now that says, that's me, Pastor. I'm ready to say yes to a brand new start and see God do something amazing in my life. God bless you. Maybe you're watching us online and today you're ready to say yes to what God has for you. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna pray this prayer together and this prayer doesn't make you saved. This prayer is putting words to the actions of your heart that says, I need to be forgiven and I need Jesus to take control of my life. And I'm surrendering my life to you, Jesus. And so let's pray this prayer together and the whole church is gonna pray with you so you're not praying by yourself. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my wrongs. Make me clean. Make me pure. Make me whole. I believe that you died on the cross and I believe that you rose three days later through your life, through your death and through your resurrection, I can be saved. So I follow you, I give you my life. In Jesus name, amen and amen. TC, let's put our hands together for all those that pray that perhaps the first time. Awesome, awesome, awesome. We celebrate with you. Thank you so much for listening today. To make sure you never miss a message, be sure to subscribe to our channel. It would also mean so much to us if you would leave us a review. For more information about our church or to contact us, please feel free to visit our website at transformationchurch.com. And if you want to connect with us on Instagram and Facebook, just search at Transformation Pensacola. Join us next time for another message from one of our pastors as we see people transform from who they are to who God wants them to be.